we counted it three, three times. Okay. How you doing, Michael? I'm well, my man. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's Masters week. It is indeed. Well, yeah, I spent some time on the golf course with you yesterday. This is true. Yeah. And with our special guest today, Mr. Taylor Cherry. How, how are you, Taylor Cherry? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me out. I always thought that Taylor Cherry was a good name. It's a strong name. Mr. Cherry. Mr. Cherry. Mm-hmm. One time he, uh, if you know this, Taylor uh, snapped his ACL and MCL. He Both. Popped, he popped that thing. How'd you do that? Kickball. Uh-huh. Yeah, people always ask, they're like, what were you trying to like kick the ball really hard? Like, no shit. That's exactly what I was <laughs> trying to do. Kick the ball over the fence like a legit home run. But apparently I'm too powerful for my own body. It's, it's amazing sometimes the sports that can cause catastrophic injury, such as bocce ball. Yeah, that's true. You s- severed your nerve endings Se- playing bocce ball. Severed, severed nerve in the top of my forearm. And so I had limp wrist. T-Rex arm. It, it was terrible. I, I, it was... Um, it was it was comical for everybody except for me because I'm like this is my hand and I felt like I was gonna be Bob Dole that was gonna be game over for me and I was gonna have the game hand forever eight weeks it's terrible yeah. I have a you know people have bucket lists mm-hmm. I have a, a reverse bucket list of things that I'm decided I'm not ever gonna do again Bocce including ball? being drug on a big inflatable behind a speeding boat oh yeah you screwed up what'd you screw up doing that my shoulder yeah couldn't play golf for six months and uh decided i won't do that again ever anyway what's going on uh we have a new president elect Uh, i don't know if that's official yet edward the news stations have called it but we know how we feel about the news stations from last week yep it's all a crock of shit isn't it really yeah yeah i thought it was interesting that they uh just cut trump's speech last week or earlier this week they just took it off the air which he may have been saying some inaccurate stuff but i don't think it's the network's right to just take it they're supposed to just cover what's going on aren't they yeah see i we spoke about this the other day i can almost go both ways because now Stop. Um, so their job is to cover the news and report what's happening. And that if that was happening, they should have yeah. reported that. But they can't help themselves because they, they can't report what's happening. They only report how they feel about what's happening. And the feelings are different on every channel. So them, them not covering it was their version of reporting it because that's how they felt feelings. about it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's just a bunch of Good junk. Point. Speaking of going both ways, um, Taylor, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, other than being dashingly good looking and tall. You gotta see the view from over here. Am I looking at his camera here? He's a handsome son of a bitch. He is. I appreciate that. Nice hair. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to be in town. Masters week. It's fun having Ed pay me money at the end of the golf day yesterday. Yeah. I think that's a first for me. Yep, I was one under on the uh, front and uh, much, much more over on the back, I seem to remember, vaguely. Much. Much. Um, 
It was a good time. So been to the Masters. We went last year. Last year, 2019. Good experience. Good experience. Tiger won. I called it. And Mike called it. Mm -hmm. And that was my first Masters, so pretty good year to go. And you met Scott Van Pelt, and he's considerably taller than you are. Yeah, SVP. I took the picture. I took the picture of you and Scott Van Pelt. Mike took the picture. I was staring at him, and he said... Oh, no, yeah, I'm staring at him, and then I turn, and I'm like, hey, Mike, he's behind me, take my picture. And then he pointed at me, Scott Van Pelt, and he said, hey, I'm not a zoo animal. <laughs> if you want to take a picture with me, just come on over and talk with me. And he shook my hand. We introduced, we did a little picture. Yeah. So I met Scott Van Pelt at a master's party. There's a big master's party in Augusta Thursday night. I met Ricky Fowler, I met... Golden Tate was there randomly. Golden Tate, Notre Dame grad. Yeah. New York Giants um, wide receiver. Anyway, I, I saw Scott Van Pelt and I kind of walked up behind him and put my hand in the middle of his back. And he goes, I fucking hate it when people touch me. <laughs> <laughs> so I had my bad. <laughs> and then I think I just walked off. Oh, yeah. The zoo animal thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he kind of likes being a zoo animal when... Yeah, when you're not touching it. Yeah, I've got a good little Golden Tate story, actually. Oh. Fun fact, I will never draft him fantasy football. Although it does give you a good opportunity for a good team name, isn't it? Golden Tate. That's, uh, that's, that's Derek's team name. Yeah. Is it really? This, yeah, right now. He beat me. He got lucky last week. He beat me. There My favorite go. team name of all time is Michelle Banfield when she accidentally drafted Dante Moncrief, and her team name was I Accidentally Moncriefed. <laughs> <laughs> That's something she would come up with too. Clever yeah. as hell. Uh, <laughs> anyway, back to Golden Taint. Taint Go whatever. Golden Taint. I did fantasy. I think there's a few managers around the country, and it's like, all right, it's ten of us. Everyone put in two hundred bucks. Winner take all, two thousand dollars. And I'm in the finals. Everyone had already played their games, and then it must be to the Sunday night or the Monday night game. I think it's a Monday night game. I've Golden Taint in PPR. I need eight points to win. Wow. So it's a lock. It's a lock. He needs to catch 80 yards or four passes for 40. And I'm back across country in Long Beach with my fiance before we're married. And we're out at a sports bar and all of her high school friends, but more importantly, all of their parents are there. It's like oh, the oh, bad, whatever, the bad week before up. Thanksgiving. Bad and it's, setup. it's not the set up for sports failure. bar as I hang out with. It's like the classy joint with all of her friends and their parents. Yeah. And then nice mugs, all the mugs he match. gets a pass in the end zone that hits him in the numbers and he dropped the ball. And I stood up on top of my bar stool and just screamed, catch the motherfucking ball, you piece of shit. And I knew that I was going to marry the right woman because she gave me a very polite tap on the shoulder and then very nicely said, please do not shout profanities at the top of your lungs in front of all of my high school friends and their parents. And I said, yeah, good point. Um, actually, it was in, then in with her guy friends. Like, we're, they still talk about it when we're together. Like, remember when Golden Legendary. Tate wouldn't catch that? Well, like, I remember. So my freshman year at Berry College, you know, Thanksgiving rolls around and me and my roommate Pluggy from Scotland, you know, we had nowhere to go. And I started dating this girl and she invited us to her house uh, for Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, perfect. And 
you, mean, uh, you, you and Pluggy and a girl you just started dating? Correct. Oh, recipe she for disaster as well. As well. Yeah. So anyway, her family was very religious and Pluggy has a bit of a foul mouth. So I was the one coaching him on like, hey, just watch your language. Apparently her mom and dad are pretty, you know, down the line. And uh, he's like, all right, okay. So we're at the Thanksgiving table. There's aunties and uncles and, you know, grandparents. And um, I get up and go into the kitchen, but it's open floor plan. So I'm right there. And I go to wash my hands. And I turned on the tap and it's the hottest water I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> so I put my hand underneath and I said, fuck me! <laughs> and literally everyone just paused. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. And then, then we said grace right after that. Did you ask for forgiveness for the I actually think, language? No, I think I, now that I remember. Um, so that happened. I apologized. Sat down, everyone is kind of like, so, uh, Ed, uh, you're from England, are you? Anyway, and then um, her mom was like, okay, um, who would like to say Grace? And Pluggy goes, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that didn't work out. No, I wouldn't. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, Taylor Cherry, one of my favorite things about you, and I don't know if you do this anymore, but I'm interested to oh, know. Oh, oh, you are yeah. phenomenal at climbing up things yep. to a very high height and sort of balancing yourself, whether it's a lamppost. One time when we were at, we did an org weekend in Athens, Georgia, I remember we were all walking to the game yep, yep. and somebody's like, look at Taylor. And we looked to our left and he climbed up this sheer vertical wall. I, I remember it was it. 30, 40 yards in the air i feel like and the security guard tried to get you but he can get you because he wasn't a very good climber yeah how'd you get down from there did you climb down or did you, was there like a i think i had to go longer on that i think i was on the broncos just brought in tim tebow so that was like the thing tebow on top of it or i'm just something? i'm yeah. just tebowing everything mm -hmm. inside actually on the drive out we stopped through some podunk town in indiana and there was a batmobile life-size up on a big post, same thing, like 40, 50 yards in the air. And I actually parked my car. I had someone, two people stand on the hood of my car. It was dented. I got on their shoulders and had to like grab on to like monkey up in a T-bowed. It's a T-bat. Batmo. Batmobile bow. Batmo. Yeah. Um, yeah, coming down was, was rough because there's no good way. So it's like a just drop straight down. I feel like I'm in shorter because my whole back is just compressed. Did, did you... Uh, maybe I'm getting when we were in Austin, Texas, after conference, the night we got the pizza and we that sat big down. Pizza. And I it, love that picture. Did you climb a light post that day? I don't think night? I did. No, he climbed the outside of the hotel, didn't you? That was here. Uh, that yeah. Was <laughs> different. City. I got I got to talk to about that. So my yeah. my climbing days are yeah mainly feet on the ground. Like I'll climb a mountain or okay go All for right. a nice view, but. I think as you get older, after a couple of major knee surgeries, you say, let's let's do things that won't tear kill, ligaments and muscles me. anymore. Yeah, I got stiff-armed by a mounted police officer that night when we were in Austin. I forget. So, so apparently, I thought, got, I thought you got hit by the horse. So apparently horses, police horses, are like Scott Van Pelt, and you aren't supposed to touch them. 
And so yeah. I tried to pet the police horse with He's the like, policeman hey, on it. And then he got Heisman. 6th Street. And yeah, I got the stiff arm from the mounted police officer. That was a fun time. Yeah. That was weird in Austin. We all got you know, kicked out of the bars. Everyone's in the middle of the street. And, the street and then and a line of horses a came down of, like the yeah. Wild Wild West and cleared us out. Texas, baby. Yeah. yippee ki Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. So... What else is going on? Uh, what else is going on here, Baker? It's been uh, it's been unseasonably warm. It has. It's been very nice. It's like almost it's like it's Masters Week this morning. Yeah, that's it. it. It feels like like early April in Georgia. They're getting ready. So, there you go. Tiger gonna win again? Nah, no. I picked Big Bryson. That was my pick yesterday. He's the favorite. <clears throat> Hits it a mile. Has a forty. 40- Eight-inch driver that he's going to be debuting at the Masters. Taylor has the most forgiving driver in the country, according to Google. Yep, and it's red, white, and blue. I think it was that forgiving yesterday, but it's all relative. <laughs> yeah, it's probably irrelevant. The club you hit it where it's supposed to go, you're fine. If not, it's forgiving. You deserve it. Yeah. I actually have a couple of tips for your golf game. What do you think? Um, <clears throat> I think you should. Shave off two or three inches off your golf clubs. Make them shorter. Yep. They'll fit in the trash can easier. Nice. Um, yeah. I also think you should take a couple of weeks off and then quit. Right after. <laughs> you use the PTO and then, and then bounce. <laughs> Sour grapes from Ed. Sour grapes. Too, too many it. shots. Colorado State, right? Tell us, tell us a little bit about Fort Collins, Colorado. I think Fort Collins is the dream college town. It's big. There's great bars like every college town, but you have the backdrop of the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Um, fun fact: Cam the Ram is the mascot. Yes. Mm-hmm. He has massive testicles. They look like. Bigger than my beer can, both of them. And we used to say, go Colorado State, biggest testes in the Mountain Westie. It's the conference Mountain West. Ah. So Google at some point, Cam the Ram, testicles, and you're not going to regret it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a trivia question. What is the heaviest college mascot in weight? I imagine it would be the Colorado Buffalo. Incorrect. Ooh. I may have got my stats wrong. That might be right. I don't think it is. We can Google I mean, I don't, I don't know. That was just a guess because I was like, all right, Colorado. Just, so someone's got an elephant. Those are heavy. They don't, yeah. Alabama don't have it. They don't actually have an no, elephant. No, they anyway, I think the answer is uh, Bevo, the Texas Longhorn. Oh, yeah, he's big. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. There I can go. see that. He's big. So we have, obviously, native buffaloes in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I was dating this girl in college, and we'd drive up. Up the mountains to go skiing, there's two separate herds of buffalo on both sides of Interstate 70, but you can only see this herd in the morning and this herd in the evening. And so I made it a point to point them out on the drive up. Oh, look at all the buffalo. Oh, those are pretty. And on the way back, I point out the other herd. There's buffalo. I'm like, wait a second. How the hell did they get from that side to this side? How did they cross the road? And she's like, yeah, there's not like an intersection. There's no path. And I'm like, of course, it's their buffalo wings. They f- 
flew over during the day and um, she was Believed. kind of into it. She's like, oh, I guess I didn't realize that they actually had, yeah, that makes sense. And they're so small, but maybe they just have a lot of those wings and interesting. And I'm like, <laughs> it, it was hilarious for me, but also it's like, well, yeah, it's shit, fun, that's fun kind of the end of this weekend, run. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's the end over of this now. one. So. Hey, speaking of wings and flying, you know when like ducks are flying in the sky in a V formation? Like Baker, maybe, maybe I'll ask you this. Do you know why one side of the V is always longer than the other? No idea. There's more ducks on that side. I went to Fort Collins once. So my brother and I knew a girl who lived there. And um, we drove up to Fort Collins to go visit these girls. And um, I, I left work at the Italian Delight in Kansas City at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, whatever time we closed. Drove to Manhattan, Kansas, which is solid for like two hours. Picked my brother up. It was his freshman year of college. It was my junior year. And we drove all night to get to Drove Fort all night. Oh, drive on. Uh, and uh, we got to Fort Collins. And as you're heading up, whatever road it is, you take 70 and then you head north, right? You start seeing signs like Wyoming, 38 miles or whatever. I'm like, holy shit, Wyoming. I've never been there. But it's like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and so we, we get to we get to campus, and it's four o'clock in the morning, so we can't call anybody. So like, all right, we'll just park here in this parking lot, and we'll sleep for a couple hours, and then we'll go you know, meet these girls we're supposed to meet, we're staying with. And, uh, and so we did. So we park in this parking lot and recline the seats and go to sleep. And next thing we know, it we open our eyes. It's ten a.m., and we're in the middle of campus in a parking lot that was just barren. And now there's thousands of cars and people because school Game is good. School oh. is going. No, school is going on, and, and and we're we're asleep in our car for six hours. And like we look like the biggest fucking morons and degenerates of all time, and to all these kids who are going to school, and we're just fucking off. And so that was a solid Fort Collins uh, experience. Now, my brother, he's 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 out there. He goes to Kansas State University, right? And uh, it was probably that same year, so probably his freshman year of college. And uh, I'm about to go to sleep. It was like 11 o'clock at night. And he calls me. And I'm, it's odd. He's not, a very, he's not a very communicative person. And so for him to call me was strange. I answered the phone. Is communicative a real word? It's a fucking word. No? He's not a great communicator. Yeah, so I said. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> nor am I. Uh, <laughs> he, goes, he goes, hey, I just want to let you know that we're, we're driving to... Colorado right now because we want to watch the sunrise over the mountains. And I'm like, all right, well, pre he goes, just, just in case anything happens, I figure someone should know that we're doing that. I'm like, Is there right. an acid or something? Huh? Why do you want to do that? Why do you want it? Because he's, I don't have no idea. He's well, got it backwards because the sun oh. sets over the mountains. Correct. And so um, I hang up the phone and, and I'm laying there half as I'm like, he's a fucking idiot because he'd have to go past the mountains in order to watch the sun rise over the mountains. And the sun is going to be up in seven hours. Like, there's no way. Uh, so him and his buddies end up taking off on I-70 West. The car battery dies somewhere in western Kansas in the middle of the night. And, um, and there's a, I mean, it's a total shit show. He, he ends up taking, they're on the highway. He takes the battery out of the car and they just start walking to whatever the next civilization is. You get in Western Kansas, there's nothing, right? And he's holding the car battery over his shoulder and he's spilling <laughs> friggin' battery acid 
right? So by, by the time they got to whatever town was next, his clothes are ripping and his shorts are ripping. And they'd call me at five o'clock the next afternoon and they'd finally made it to Colorado. Just in time for sunset. Just in time to watch the sunset over the mountains. So um, yeah, it's a solid. I hadn't thought about that for a while. Hmm. Went to the dentist today. Ah. Yeah, brand new dentist. Had to get a new dentist. Uh, my last dentist, um, very unfortunately, um, killed himself. True story. The lady was like, oh, you're a new patient. I was like, yep. <clears throat> she goes, what brings you here? I was like, well. 33 stories. Yeah, my old dentist jumped off the top of his building. She was like, oh, I hate to hear that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Surprised they didn't know that. You'd think, I mean. In the dental, That's what she said. In she the said, dental community, you'd think yeah. they would know that. Yeah. So she said, say, ah. Uh, and I said, why? She goes, my dog just died. That wasn't that funny. I think doctors tell you to say, ah. Uh. Anyway, she goes, I uh, see you have a, an implant here on the front. And I said, yep. She said, what happened? And I uh, told her that I was getting in the back of a car when I was 17 with uh, half a bottle of Southern Comfort in the bottle and the other half inside of me. And uh, as I got into the car, my knee hit the bottle and the bottle hit my tooth and knocked three quarters of it off. So, yeah, there's that. Southern Comfort. My teeth are very clean right now. I can't touch Southern Comfort. It feels good. It's like immediate, we we used to take- Yeah, I haven't uh, touched it since. Georgia peach shots when I was in college and it was peach schnapps and Southern Comfort. I can't, I can't even smell it. And I, I, can, I can handle it, but I, I, can, I can handle drinking, but I, if I smell Southern Comfort, game over. It's terrible. You got, any, you got anything like that that, that triggers that, that gag reflex? I think everyone does. Um, mine goes in waves because I always come back. They always come back. So it used to be Rumple Mints. I'm like, I can handle it again. Worst thing about Rumple Mints, if you have a big night on Rumple Mints, is the next morning when you brush your teeth, it tastes like Rumple Mints. Yeah. Brings back all those bad memories. That, that was kind of our go-to shot at our college bar. And, and I like this. I have fresh breath all night. I can keep drinking, but I can talk to a girl without mm. wondering how my breath smells. That's, that's back in the day when guys talked to girls at bars rather than in just person. swiping on yeah, their... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No swiper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, apps. App dating. Yeah. Never got involved in that. Which is your oldest balls. That's correct. Yeah. Um, what's the shittest job you've ever had, Taylor? Shit job. I mean, I've, I've done it all. I actually, I used to referee soccer, which I think is a great job. But when you get into like slightly competitive age. With the parents. The parents, parents are the worst. So like, that's the shit job. Same yeah, thing. and you're like. Parents are horrible. You're like, I'm, I'm just out here. I'm 15. I'm trying to do my job. I call it as I see it. And I'm sorry that you are now grown man, 55 years old, forcing me to eject you from the game. You're not allowed to watch your kid anymore. You got to go stand in the parking lot. And I think that's, yeah, you grow up quick when you're 15. You got to tell a 55-year-old to in the parking face. lot, sir. Yeah, I, I said, when I was 13, I started umpiring Little League Baseball. The same thing. It was the coaches and the, and the parents. Uh, and I get paid seven bucks per game. So like on a Saturday, I line up five games and a 35 bucks, 13 year old kid, it's good money. Uh, but it was, it, assholes and they yell at you. I'm like, I'm 13 years old, man. Like I'm four years older than your kid. Leave me alone. Like, God. 
Yeah, people. And now, now I mean, on the other end, as a parent and as a coach, I'm glad they don't have little kids doing the the umpiring anymore. They got grownups. You feel better yelling at a grownup who sure. screws up than a 13 yeah. year old kid. What about you? What's your most shit job? Shittest job. <clears throat> I I worked at a horse stables in the summer when I was probably 14 and, and you know I was up at whatever 4.30 in the morning cleaning out stables mm. the money was really good I think probably the worst job I've ever had was bar backing at the Cheesecake Factory ah. yeah because they had two bars on two different floors and I had to oh, yeah, carry the stairs that go yeah, to carry yeah. like <clears throat> cases of beer up and down and what about uh, the time you getting what, yelled what, at all what, the time what about the time you had it clean the dog kennels yeah that wasn't so much a job as a community service (laughs) effort um that was a shit day though so i was let's do a little community service back in the day um i got to choose where i did it so i chose uh a greyhound rescue kennel your heart was in the right place exactly i've always grown up with greyhounds and so i would go walk the dogs and clean out their kennels and I had taken one of the dogs out of the kennel and tied him up. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it was like a cement floor. Um, and I had a high-powered hose. And obviously the idea is just to kind of spray the poo down the end to the little, you know, gutter thing. And uh, I just got slightly the wrong angle on it. And uh, it, I got a little bit of spray back. And when I say a little bit, I mean a shitload. You got shit faced. Yes, it was all over. <laughs> uh, it was on my like lip, on my <laughs> eyelid. Yeah. And then you know, interestingly, um, right when that happened, there was a window up really high, and this beam of light shone down on me. I swear to God. <laughs> and it was God talking to me. Yeah. It was like Ed, get your shit together. <laughs> and I did. I did because I was bartending back then and. Just being crazy, uh, and I got a real job like the next week after that, which I've now been doing for twenty years. Yeah, it's funny how that works. You get, Thank you, God. Get shit faced, and it all works out in the end. Yep. I haven't had very many shit jobs. I don't think. I, I, I worked for a guy, uh, Tim Waltrip, uh, Allstate Insurance, Olathe, Kansas. So shout out for Tim if he's listening out there. Um, and he hired me to put flyers up to try to generate sales for him. And I got paid just commission. Like, I think I got paid I don't know, like a penny per flyer or something like that. And uh, I put them in, you know, windshield wipers and just go all over the place. You've already told this story, by the way. That's, that, that's, that's the worst job I've ever had. Uh, uh, I think. So you but it wasn't really a bad way. job. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I had a good time. Working my tan. So. Yeah. Taylor, got anything else for us while you're here? Well, you were just in Napa Valley. Oh, no, you weren't. Yeah, Paso, a little south of Napa. Drinking a little, little wine. A little wine. I, I like, I like the wine tours. I think the magic number is two, maybe three. I think if you go to four in a day, it's yeah. too many. Yeah. Um, five, well, definitely too many. Five too many. The other move is if you, you don't have to do the full tasting at some if you find a nice ambiance, cool view, you have nice company, you can just sit down like, we don't need to do the tasting, let's just 
order three bottles of our favorite stuff and we can self-pour actual glasses. How do you pour it? Isn't that just kind of like going out normally? Yeah, but you're at the vineyard and it's, uh, and you see the wine, you're like, these grapes are in my stomach now that came from this bottle that came from that vine. Huh. Um, so you pour, I think every cocktail really only needs two things. You need to start with a cup full of ice and then you need a heavy hand. Yeah. So I guess with wine, you just only need a heavy pour, no ice. Simple, easy. You're not one of these people that sometimes put ice in their wine, are you? Those people bother me. No. I like never. my wine cold. You put ice in your wine, don't you? Well, I, yeah, I will put ice in my wine. I can drink it warm these days. So uncouth. And, come on. Think I care? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I trying to impress with my wine drinking skills? Yeah, you hold the wine glass like... I mean, you don't want to drop it. Those things are very fragile. So you got to get a good grip around the, the, the what do they call it? The, the shaft, stem, perhaps? The stem. the stem. All right, there you go. Grab the shaft. Get a good grip of the shaft. Maybe put one finger underneath, the just shaft. in case. I like, to, I like to get a good grip on that son of a bitch. I don't want to spill. I don't want to drop it. I don't want to break it. So I get a good, solid grip. Didn't, didn't we have this conversation with your wife who was making fun of me and then I think she did some research and you're supposed, you're to, hold supposed the stem. to hold so you, yeah because you don't want your hand on the glass because it the warmth warms, of your hand that's why the they make long melts neck the bottles ice cubes in your wine yes yeah, so yeah you don't you don't want to melt the ice cubes in the wine that's why I make long neck bottles so you're not grabbing the bottom and warming up your beer you hold it by the top your first sip and now you're not transmitting heat to the rest of the beer. Hold the bottle by the neck, not by the bottle. Exactly. Yes. Long neck bottle. Is that his real song? Or are you yeah. Make, are you going to make it? It's like uh, Sounds Alan country. Jackson or something. Ah, I forgot. You're an a English country guy. I forgot about that. That's right. I have an alter ego. Richie, Richie Chipper. Yeah. See, I've, seen, I've seen him perform Wonderwall on Broadway country. in Nashville. That's right. Yeah. Done it all. I've played, played all the big stages. <laughs> what do we do in Nashville? Remember, uh, we were up there for a conference or whatever, and we ended up, I ended up on the stage. Yeah, it was your birthday. Yeah, it was. That's it. And then you, you went up and grabbed the mic, and you said, play Bruce Springsteen. And they're like, sir, for the third time, <laughs> this is a country bar. And then I went up, and I said, play Eric Church. He has a song called Springsteen. Yeah. And they played that one. They played it, and I was on stage, just standing on the side, like holding the long neck by the by the neck, and enjoying my private show. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, I think the only thing we need to talk about to wrap up is the fact that Taylor Cherry is uh, part horse. Did you know that? I've heard rumors. Can you talk us through this? I mean, it, this isn't even a joke. Mm -hmm. Like he is, there's part of him that is a horse. How did that? happen maybe it's my spirit animal like a wild mustang i'll be your friend but you can't tame me hidalgo it's a hell of a horse yeah. so you know when there's two people having sex it's called a twosome when there's three it's a threesome that's why they call taylor cherry handsome He's always got them. Always. They're unlimited. Unlimited. I, I've heard them all, and I always see them coming, but I still listen and like, yeah, it's still all right. That's the format of what we do here is we, we let each other tell. Well, actually, no, he doesn't let me tell stories on the 
but um, let each other go. We've got a wide berth. Very forgiving around here. Yeah. No rules. <laughs> no rules. I was in, um, yeah, California recently when I went to the wine vineyard and the next door neighbor, uh, Bad Gary, makes his own moonshine in the garage. Ooh. It's called Bad Gary's Moonshine and Bore Cleaner. He's a marksman. He holds a world record still. I think he's like 74 now, and he still does black powder, ball and cap, loads his own musket, and he's right firing off. I think it's you get two minutes, ten shots, and you got to like take your time, shoot it, reload, pack it in, shoot it, and he does it all like this. And then the guy, like, you know, they spot him and they clock, and he said, "Hey, I think you did well." And he's like, "I think I did too." And he's like, "No, I think you just did world record well." And he said, "How would you know?" And he's like, "That's my record that you just broke." So anyways, he makes his moonshine. We go over. He makes apple pie. My wife loves it. Apple pie moonshine it. or apple pie? Apple pie moonshine. Yeah. And then a moonshine. And he makes his own homebrew. And he's, he logs them all because you know, he'll age them for like five to ten years. And then he'll try it. And then he then ten years later, is like, that one's good. Let me remake that again. So anyways, he's telling me, you know, ten years prior, he's 60... And his wife is 50, and they want to have another kid. So he went to the doctor, and the doctor gave him the cup first and said, hey, I need you to take this home, put a sample in, and then bring it back. And he goes sample back to the what? semen. Oh, okay. Right, he's got, he's got to test to make sure it works. So he goes so home. Serious. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted he to make sure Michelle blush. Gary goes back to the doctor <laughs> two days later, and he hands him the cup, and he's like, I just, I don't know. Like, I tried and in, in couldn't do it. Um, so I tried with my right and that didn't work. I tried with my left. I had my wife try. She tried with her mouth. She tried with both of her hands. I had to go to the end of the block to get our neighbor Ken. I had him try, but none of us could get the fucking cup open. <laughs> That's great. Um, so I just thought of a great story. So it works. So, it comes from the atmosphere. <laughs> moonshine triggered my memory. Yes. Okay, so my father-in-law and mother-in-law have a lovely lake house in Sunset, South Carolina, on Lake Kiwi, and been going there for years. And Kelly's brother, older brother, and younger brother were there, and uh, they said we need to. They go, Ed, have you ever been to Bob's Biker Bar? And I'm like, no. And they're like, we're going. And we went there about three o'clock in the afternoon. It is in the middle of nowhere. It is a wooden shack and there's a road in between. And then on the other side of the road, there's their, their like little music amphitheater, which is just interesting to me that people would, you know, do that. But we're sitting outside and this guy shows up on a, on a moped. Um, all I remember, he had a ginormous New England Patriots watch. And he was like, hey boys. And I'm like, oh, you're a Patriots fan? He goes, nah. Um, and, uh, he lifted the lid of his, uh, moped up, pulled out a jar of moonshine. He's like, I made this myself. And when you want some, we were like, yeah, it was like peach. It's very nice. Anyway, go into the bar and there's a lady there probably in her seventies and talking to her. And it's this sort of place you can just kind of help yourself to a beer and like leave the money on the counter kind of thing. Love this place. And it was Bob's 
wife and we're talking to her and I'm like, oh, where's Bob? She's like, oh, he passed away eight years ago. Um, and she started telling me a story about Bob. She goes, he was a wild man. She goes, uh, he liked to have a few drinks and sit in his armchair and watch country western movies. Um, and what he liked to do was he had his pistol on his hip and he would try and pull his pistol before they did on TV. He'd shoot the damn TV. She goes, one day he, she, he shot the TV. I went to Walmart, got another TV. He, son of a bitch did it again. And then she said, I'm not going to go get a third TV today. <laughs> what? what? Classic punchline, but this yeah. is a fucking can, real story. You can, that was a real story. <laughs> anyway, so you can you can Google Bob's Bar, Bob's Biker Bar, South Carolina. There's like a blog in it, all these crazy things that happen. So I go to this blog, because I'm like fascinated by this place. And um, one of the stories was there were, you know, Friday night, a couple of guys got into it uh, in the bar. Um, the one guy gets kicked out. The other guy goes and sits down, right? Um, 10 minutes later, a guy comes into the bar, a different guy, and orders a beer. And he goes, hey, anyone uh, in here drive a Honda? And the guy who'd been in the incident was sitting there. He goes, I do. He goes, why? And he goes, because it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bob's Biker Bar, South Carolina. Check it out. in. Orders a beer, and then says, "Hey, does anyone own a hunt? Priorities, yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, yeah, Budweiser. Uh, by the way, anyone own a Honda? It's on fire outside right now. <laughs> There's like loads of interesting stories um, like that. Dude, we'll, we'll attach. We'll attach a link. To okay, the, perfect. Five Spiker Bar blog. There we go. Might as well throw a Tam the Ram testicle shaped thing in there as well. There as well. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Great minds. Yes. She's right in town. She's good. <laughs> I, not that I had anything to come to the table with in the first place, but I, I have I've, nothing. I've I have nothing. gone through everything on my list. Anything you'd like to leave us with, Taylor? I've completed my list. Well, I would say, I would say words, words of wisdom, but that's not what we're about. This is no, we're not about straight nonsense. nonsense. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Anytime, baby. Anytime. Uh, it's only funny because it's true. Au revoir.